Hey there, and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 45 of the Clarity Podcast. This podcast is all about providing clarity, insight, and encouragement for life and mission. And my name's Aaron Santemeyer, and I'm going to be your host. Today, we have the phenomenal opportunity to have our friend of the podcast, Dick Foth, with us back for a session of Back Channel with Foth, and then we'll jump into our interview with Mike McDonald from The Bible Project. Dick, so excited to have you with us again today. Well, thank you, Aaron, and I'm excited about Mike McDonald and The Bible Project. I love that. (laughs) That's true. I yeah. wish I could say things that succinctly. Go ahead. <laughs> You're wrong. It was, uh, yeah, just great, great spending time with him and, and learning from him. Dick, got two questions um, for you today. The first one is, I'm trying to lead, but feel like um, there are people blocking my leadership. I'm getting frustrated and sometimes wonder why others in, in the same organization are perceivably working against me. Have you ever experienced this, these type of feelings? I have. I've actually experienced that kind of behavior. (laughs) I I think sometimes I might have even been a party to it. So, uh, you know, as as it's described in the question, I think it's what psychologists and counselors would call passive aggressive behavior. Hmm. Passive aggressive behavior, uh, briefly put, is a an approach to situations where I don't uh, want to confront you directly Mm -hmm. if I'm the person exhibiting this behavior. Um, So I do things indirectly, either talking behind your back, which scripture calls backbiting, gossip, or doing doing things that will slow things down, dragging my feet. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've been in situations where I have the leadership role I'm saying, well, why is old Fred Farkle over there sort of dragging his feet? Well, you know, I sent him that material. He said he misplaced it, yeah. uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it, it, it's that behavior is characterized by sort of uh, pouting or sulking or uh, sideways comments. And um, my experience is that oftentimes in an organization, we have a common vision. That's not the hard part. We're going to go there and do that. The hard part comes with how you execute it and the divergence of of opinion and thought on the methodologies that take you there. So I think I need to uh, probably have a few more specifics to answer the particular question. But um, I I think for me that the idea of sitting with that person being willing to um, confront the behavior yeah. and say, you know, this is a sense I'm getting. Maybe I'm not right. Give them a way out. Don't back them into a corner. But the sense I'm getting is that that when we say we're going to do this, uh, you may not bring it up in the meeting, but but I am I, am I wrong in that? Because a lot of times they'll say, no, 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 you're you're wrong in that. They'll they'll deny that in fact. That is the case, but it's not. And so I think being able to spend enough time with that person to figure out the why. Hmm. There's a reason that person. And a lot of times it's because people were brought up in environments or homes where to state your thought or opinion directly was not safe. Hmm. So they've adopted that kind of behavior. Hmm. And we need to be able to say, we want our meetings to be safe places 
You can say what you want. We're not going to make a huge judgment about you, but let's have the capacity to discuss that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Dick, the second question is um, kind of what you said, sitting down there and trying to figure it out. But they said, what questions should I ask them to clear this up and find some resolution? Um, because I'm tired of being frustrated. Yeah, I think I think if there's a way and sometimes in in a missions context, there's not a way because you're separated by distance. But yeah. Zoom has helped us with that. OK. If time spent is a possibility. If I can spend more time, I can hear somebody's story. And you've heard me talk about this before, is that that uh, where this where this comes from is important. And when somebody starts telling their story, oftentimes that shows up. Um, I think to be able to ask them the question, not just why is this happening, but how can I serve you? to help move the ball down the field in this, in this uh, mission. It isn't just, uh, Fred, about you serving me or the institution. How can I, as, as the responsible leader in this, serve you best? And also, what are your dreams? Hmm. Talk to me about your dreams. And in this situation, what is it you expect of me hmm. as your leader? Tell me what you expect of me. Because the, the, the leader is easily defined. The leader is the person who has the capacity to allocate resources. Hmm. You know, it isn't, it isn't just the golden rule, the one who has the gold rules. It, it isn't just <laughs> that. It's the, the leader in any institution, essentially, is the person who has the capacity to allocate resources. And in an, in an educational institution, yeah. uh, for example, you have the board of trustees, you have the president, and, but within divisions or departments, that, that is a trickle-down piece. So that's what I would say. And, and, and the resource you as the leader have the capacity to allocate best is your time. Wow. That's good. Good stuff. Appreciate it, Dick, and uh, appreciate your wisdom and insight. We're going to go ahead and jump into our interview with Mike McDonald from The Bible Project and have a great time learning from him on what it takes to delve into one of their projects, their language projects. And they talk, he shares about the Somali project and what they're doing with that. And uh, man, it sounds like a lot for me to understand, but I'm glad there are people like him that are able to make put those messages in place and to reach um, people around the world with the message of Jesus Christ. Well, there's no time better than now to get started. So here we go. Greetings and welcome back to the Clarity Podcast. So excited to be here with a new friend, Mike McDonald. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Aaron. It's a pleasure. Mike, would you take a few minutes and just um, share about yourself, where you're, where you're at today? And uh, yeah, before we jump into some of the questions. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm in Portland, Oregon, uh, in the U.S., which is on the um, West Coast side of the U.S., right below Washington, above California. Um, it's where the Bible Project uh, is started, so this is our kind of headquarters area. So about 60% of the staff are all here in Portland. Um, I'm originally from Canada. Uh, moved down here 17 years ago, um, and I know that you're in Nairobi. I've spent a lot of time over in uh, Africa and Zimbabwe, Uganda. 
um, Kenya, uh, all over. So I, I, I know your home well and, and love it. So awesome. grateful to be here. Awesome. Mike, how could you just, uh, maybe we stop. How did you join up with the Bible project and, and yeah, how did you get connected with it? And then how did the Bible project get started? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it two good friends of mine, John Collins and Tim started the Bible project about seven years ago. Um, and so I've kind of been a part of the project since the beginning when it comes to just engaging with them and, and bringing the materials around the world. I ran a nonprofit, um, before this called hear the cry that, uh, did a lot of different work all over the, the world. And so I was bringing the materials cause they were just really great to share with pastors and individuals and different nonprofits. And uh, they grew to a point where they were really wanting to bring this into other countries, other areas. And that's when I joined the team was to kind of just help be a part of that uh, future for the Bible Project. So I've been on staff for the last three years, handed over my nonprofit and, and started doing this. So that's me. Um, Bible Project, on terms of how it started, Tim and John, the two founders, um, you know, were friends from college here in Portland. They went to Multnomah together. And then they went separate rate ways. John um, kind of went a business route and uh, ended up doing something called explainer videos for big companies like Google and Apple and basically taking really complex ideas and figuring out how to communicate that in a succinct way. And so if you remember things like when Google cloud computing came out, you know, about a decade ago or over that. Um, John was the person that they called to go help us explain what this crazy like because no one knew what cloud computing was at that point. Um, how do you how do you explain this idea that all your files and things are just going to be in in the air? And so John was just a, a an incredible uh, professional that was known in the world for that. Yeah. Tim continued going down the Bible nerd route, and so he like went and got his master's, and then um, got his doctorate, and moved to Israel and learned Hebrew, and just like just totally dove into uh, the scriptures and. Um, came back and was a professor um, uh, and taught uh, Hebrew literature and all that kind of stuff. And then moved back to Portland to help pastor a church here in town. And that's when John and Tim, you know, obviously reconnected. They'd been friends the whole time. And John had this idea of um, making explainer videos about the Bible. And Tim was already starting to do this um, in a certain way with like a whiteboard and, you know, him kind of just talking in front of a camera. And the primary way that John was doing explainer videos was through animation. It was just a much easier form than a talking head. It lasted longer. It was easier to communicate kind of complex ideas in a way that you could draw them. And so the idea was, is let's hire a few of my animators and illustrators. Let's make a few videos about the Bible. They basically made the first five through a couple of friends that just helped give to the project so they could get it going. And then it took off. So that's kind of the infancy, uh, you know, story here in Portland. Man, that's amazing. That is amazing. All skills and talents that I do not have. I'm not an artist. Yeah, me I'm, not creative. I'm not creative. <laughs> and uh, taking complex ideas and uh, sharing them in a way, as you said, explainer videos. Um, once again, I don't think I could I could do that either. So excited that in the family of God, we have people with uh, many, many talents. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. So they don't the, let me draw anything either. So don't worry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's not your, that's not your uh, forte either. It's not so. my, not my skill. Uh, so, so Mike, when we talk about the Bible project, many of the listeners that are listening in probably have heard of the Bible project, but there's some that, that I'm sure haven't. So what's the main goal and what's the main focus um, of the Bible project um, for the future? Yeah. 
Yeah. So our mission, our, our hope and, and aim is to help people experience the Bible as a unified story that leads to Jesus. Hmm. And that that would also bring shalom into the world, that if we have a, a deeper understanding of the scriptures. Um, and so, you know, our aim with every single one of the videos is just to help people uh, yeah. experience the Bible as a unified story. And so, yeah. you know, I think, I don't know the context that you grew up in, but I definitely, um, you know, my approach to the scriptures for the longest time was the old Testament was old and the new Testament was new. And you read the new <laughs> Testament because that's where Jesus is. And yeah. you don't really need the old Testament. And, yeah. you know, um, and that's many people in our kind of uh, Christian walk. And we also just take little scriptures and teach about these like one or two verses without understanding the context of yeah. why that's important and what that means. And so, you know, the Bible project, Tim, and John just have a deep passion as do we all to unify the, cause it is a unified story from the very first book in Genesis all the way through. And that the understanding those threads really help us understand the teachings of Jesus. And so yeah. it's impossible to understand um, the city in the, yeah. in revelation, if we don't understand the garden from yeah. Genesis, you just can't, you, you can't bifurcate them. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, that's the heart. That's the aim. We just want to help people that want to understand the Bible, um, actually have access to uh, some learning in that way. <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. And so this, you know, as I, I've grown up, uh, grew up in church, uh, we were Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night folk, uh, we were there. Um, and it's honestly, I'm 44 now and it seems at least in my generation, there's where there was a focus on the Bible for when I was younger, it seems the more and more people it's, we're becoming, if I can say this, um, less biblically literate, if that may, if that mm. makes any sense at all. And so this unified story of Jesus throughout the scripture, why or, or not? Why, what are some of the reasons that's so important in the day and age we live in? Well, I think that um, part of the reason why people don't, read the scriptures as much is we don't understand the context. We continue to get further and further away from, from the context of the scripture. So why would we need to read this archaic book uh, that's talking about, you know, sacrifice and, you know, all this kind of stuff when it just means nothing to in our context. And so, um, and yet those stories and the reason for things like the sacrifice and atone, all that kind of stuff have such deep, contextual relevance to the story of Jesus and what yeah. that means in our day-to-day lives today. Yeah. And so I, I think the project is really um, important because it is helping people understand the, the bigger picture and the context that For actually sure. gets really exciting then to read the Bible. Yeah. You know, the, the videos are not meant um, to like you watch a video instead of reading, what happens is, is you watch one of the videos and you're like, it says that that's what it's about. Oh my gosh. I want to go back and read that. And it, yeah. it actually has this reverse effect where you actually like want to dive in and read uh, the scriptures. Cause it's an amazing, crazy, wild, bizarre oh, book, books, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, lots of books. And so, yeah, I think that's why it's so important is that I just, I, I think if we want to be disciples of this Messiah, Jesus, yeah. Um, we have to understand the teachings yeah. and the place that we find those teachings are in what we call the Bible. Yeah. And uh, it's a collection of these books and they're not easy just to read without any sort of context or understanding. And so it makes total sense why younger people, older people just aren't going to the book anymore because yeah. it's like, it's not a grab bag of, of moral teachings, that's the, sure. but that's what it's been used for so yeah. long. And so, yeah, I think that's the, 
you know, and I'm super hopeful because the more I'm just meeting so many incredible young people that are so fired up about learning uh, the scriptures and learning the Bible and reading the Bible. And, and, you know, I, yeah. So I, I think I'm on probably the other end where I get really excited about this next generation yeah. um, because there's things like the Bible project out there For that sure. are helping. For sure. Yeah. And um, you know, I, yeah, I've uh, my friend Randy and I, he's uh, an old Testament scholar and um, I love the book of Genesis. And uh, yeah. it, 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 to me, it's Genesis is fascinating. Um, I mean, it's just full of, yeah. I mean, stories after stories after stories. And and like you said, it, it's every time I read it, it's, it's fascinating. And he helps me make those connections, you know, and um, so that obviously I'm not a biblical scholar, so it's harder for me. I'm a nurse practitioner. Either. So it's, uh, <laughs> it takes, it takes someone, someone like him that understands that um, to make those, those, uh, those connections for me. And so as we talk about the Bible, project um in the trajectory for the future um how do you how do you see where is because you, you're the director of global i think global outreach is that correct yeah global focus global there whatever you, you want to call it global yeah. focus and so for yeah. the future as you look to for this trajectory for the future for yeah what are you what are you excited about for the future well man we've got i mean we have five years of content mapped out. So I, I know wow. there's going to be continued videos. You know, we've got probably 50 videos that are on our list of ones that we're going to continue to do. So that's exciting. Uh, we're also getting the content made in currently 50 different languages. And that's, so that's a re-illustrated, reanimated, contextualized voiceover actors from inside those countries and inside those contexts. I mean, we have whole teams of people in each country working on these specific videos. And so, um, you know, we might have 170 English videos, but that means that we're going to have to have times that by 50 <laughs> That's thousands and thousands yes, and thousands is. of videos Man. around the world. And over 60% of our views are coming from outside the U S. And so it's, it's mm. very, you know, it's already a global, um, you know, tool. And so I get really excited about all these different language contexts that yeah. are going to have access to, and a lot of these places, you know, um, don't don't have anything outside of English for sure. their own native language. Sure. You know, yes, in some of the big ones like Spanish and Brazilian Portuguese, for sure there's content written. But like when you start talking about, you know, certain ones in Arabic or, you know, in Somali or whatever, right. like there's no other resources available. So yeah. um, you are becoming like the resource for the, you know, people that want to understand the Bible in those yeah. contexts, which is, yeah. it, which is super exciting to be a part oh, of. For sure. For sure. And so, you know, as, as you shared that, I'm just thinking like of all the challenges because <laughs> that sounds to me overwhelming. Are there, are there been yeah. certain challenges that you've run into? And then I think for the audience, it'd be, it'd be valuable to learn maybe some challenges you could think of. And, and so we can, yeah, learn from those and how you've overcome them. Well, I mean, it's always, Growth is a challenge. It's always a challenge to find the right people. Every time we go into a new language context, we have to find a, a language advisor. It's a very key role that, that is fluent, obviously native to that specific context, but also can speak English and has a good understanding of our context to yeah. make sure that they're being they're they're kind of saying the same thing. We need translators. We then need illustrators and animators to re-illustrate and reanimate things in a contextual way for that. Because we're not just wow. putting voiceover on it. We're actually yeah. really, you know, making it native. Um, you've got to get the right voiceover actors that have the right tone that we're hoping for when it comes to 
Tim and John having a very approachable yeah. kind of friendship, almost type tone. And yeah. John has this, got this ability to ask questions in a way that allows me and you to also feel like we can ask questions. And so it can't be preachy or teachy. It's got to be much more relational. So yeah, I mean, all those, you start thinking and then you do that <laughs> oh, times 50 different languages. Uh, You're exactly. not just doing it. So yeah, it's, it's hard to find, um, it's hard to find those people and start a project off and then there's um conflict you know like there's anytime you've got different you're living in nairobi so you you understand um that that you know uh cultural context is different for you as a um you know and then for somebody else and so you're having to learn how to communicate with one another you're having to learn how to you know do those things together um so anyways yeah i mean there's always there's lots of lots of challenges but that's what makes it pretty exciting and pretty fun and i'm sure um yeah, I'm sure. And so do you when you're developing these teams, do you visit the countries and and the 50 the languages? Yeah. Were, were they did you target certain languages for certain areas or certain reasons? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we I mean pre-COVID for sure we were visiting, you know, we would visit the offices and help help get that going. Um currently we haven't been traveling and doing right. that, but we've also added close to 30 languages in the last 2 years. So wow. there's about 30 there's about 30 offices that we have not visited and been a part of, um, in a physical way. Now, right. these are, we have daily calls and video right. calls and all that kind of stuff. But, um, so yeah, we're, we're excited to, you know, get back out on the road and, and spend time with our, our teams all over the world. Um, and then we do pick the languages. It, there is a lot of strategy. So, yeah. uh, you know, obviously one, uh, is these videos are made for people that want to read the Bible or understand the Bible. So, um, there has to be some push of uh, either Christianity or at least people that are interested in the scriptures. It doesn't have to be Christians. We've got lots of Muslims and Jewish and lots of people that actually watch the, the videos to right. uh, to learn about what the Bible actually says. Yeah, um, which is very so, which but, is very cool. Which very is super cool. cool. Oh, um, man. There's got to be access to internet. You know, we're an internet based company. We're free. So we don't make things that we print and then sell. We actually just give everything away for free. And the way that we can do that at scale is, is through the internet. And so, um, some of that has to do with that. Um, there's Uversion, which is a Bible app here in the Mm -hmm. U S that has, you know, 400 plus million downloads. And that's a huge access for us into those communities that already Hmm. we know want to read the Bible. And so Uversion gives us a list of their top hundred language downloads. And then we use that as a part of our metric. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we just put all of those mash, all of those layers together. And then we came up with basically 70 languages that we feel called to, um, to, to go into. It doesn't mean that we wouldn't do more. Um, yeah. but at this stage where us, myself and the board have kind of decided is, is it's going to be probably 70. And so obviously there's thousands of languages out there. We're not going right. to be able to do all of them. It's a huge lift. It costs 250 to $300,000 to do about a hundred videos in each language. Wow. So map that out over 50 languages <laughs> right now, what we've got yeah. going out. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's cost involved, there's time, there's teams, there's, you know, all of that. Yeah, for sure. So there's a collaboration between Uversion and the Bible Project. Is that what you you said? They give you the. I would say that we're strategic relationship people yeah. for sure. Like like we're probably each other's largest strategic relationship. The Bible Project um, wants to help people read the Bible, and Uversion sure. is wanting people to help people read the Bible. So it's it's we're on an equal mission. We both give things away for free. There's yeah. going to be never a cost to it. 
Um, and they do things in a lot of different languages, as do we, and they don't have another partner similar to us where we're doing it and all these. So we mutually help each other in our mission, which is, you know, oh, Bible man. and free. Oh, yeah. and which is, which is awesome. And it, a, a model, I think for all of us to see, um, yeah, that we're, it's, it's not a competition. We're getting to get That's the gospel right. message out there and, uh, such an encouragement to see that, see that unity. So mm-hmm. you, you mentioned the Somali, um, the Somali project, obviously, that's one that's close to our hearts because it's uh, it's close to you know where we're at and uh, good friends yeah. that, are, that are love and serve in, in those areas. Could you share just a little bit about the Somali project and then yeah, what was drawn and and how that became maybe a strategic area? Yeah, I, there's a number of reasons. One, I've spent a lot of time there. Um, okay. Uh, so Mogadishu, I've, I've got a couple different projects that I've been a part of um, in in Somalia. Um, and so one, it was just near and dear to my heart. I've got people there that, you know, obviously are doing a lot of great work. Um, two, uh, there are not a lot of, there aren't that many resources made, um, you know, which is allows us to kind of help move that whole mission forward. And then three, we just had some teams that were wanting to do the project, which is part of that, like the layers that we look at, if we actually have a team that can do the work, we might have a language context that we're like, we really want to work here, but we don't know anybody. And we don't think anyone's doing the work, but you know, with, with Somali, we actually had a team that was like, we could do Somali and we'd actually really like to to do it. And then we had funders, you know, that care about, you know, that specific context. And so sometimes those layers, you know, work in our favor. Um, and, uh, there are some projects, some that we create. There also are some language contexts where, you know, Somali might not have been in our top 70. But yeah. then if we've got people that are like, hey, I'm willing to do this for free. All I need to do is, is get the source files and we'll just make a video or two a month or whatever the wow. cadence is. Yeah. And so that also then, because we're for free anyways, we're like, yeah, let's do that. So then we release our files to a team. Um, which is a little bit what's happening in Somalia as well. We're kind of doing it in, in a partnership. So very, very cool, very, very cool. And so the the goal then for that Somali project will be then to have all the videos that are in English then will be in Somali too. That's the hope. Yeah, I mean, it's really it, it kind of depends on the team, but you know we we start with the the we start with about a hundred. We do the okay. read scripture, which are the overview videos, and those really. One of the main reasons we start with those is those can go into U version right away. They're okay. tied to a specific scripture. So the Genesis overview video obviously is available when you're reading Genesis and right. it's right there. We then also have a number of theme videos that the mm-hmm. context might say this is really important for us to have. So like heaven and earth, um, son of man, justice, compassion, like there might be certain, you know, big themes also, depending on the context and like a Muslim context, there might be certain um, books or certain things that they want to um, uh, highlight first. And so uh, because it makes sense, as an example, in our Farsi one, we started with Esther because hmm. Esther uh, was in Iran. And yeah. so like they already know that story. They know, you know, yeah. outside of the Christian context, it's a very important story in their narrative. And so. Um, you know, we start with videos depending on the context that we're in. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's kind of the, amazing, the way it goes. Amazing. And then you, you're, so you'll be fine. There's like, there's local Somalis that will be, or people that in that context, then, cause you said it's not just the language, um, but actually the videos will be contextualized also. So yeah. you have to find, how does I, I you know, it, obviously it's way over my head, but how, do, how do you go about that? 
Well, I mean, so uh, if you've seen on any of our videos, the overview yeah. videos, like yeah. they're all words. It's it's yeah. very word heavy. So yeah. we can't just, you can't just do audio or <laughs> subtitles. So right. all of those words are completely getting redrawn in every wow. single one of those videos. So we do need to find native speakers, native artists, native animators, you know, all of that to work in that context. Um, there are some, obviously folks like yourself that might be like in another context, but you have skills. So you might yeah. be an English speaker, but you've got animation skills and you happen mm-hmm. to be living in a context that, right. you know, that could be helpful. So sometimes we do work with non-native yeah. animators or illustrators, yeah. um, that are working on, you know, teams that are there. And then sometimes depending on the context, obviously like Mogadishu is not like, you're not finding a bunch of illustrators and animators there, you know, it's not like a hotbed for, for technology. Right. right. Um, and yet, um, we often do find, you know, some folks through just relationships, whether it's through Bible societies, whether it's through ministry context, whether it's through personal context, like I, again, I've spent time there right. that we start, you know, figuring out, okay. Like, and then with Somalia, there's so many diaspora that have actually come back in the last 10 years hmm. that maybe got educated, um, Canada, U.S., you know, during a lot of the revolution stuff, and then have come back and are trying to create businesses and contexts. I've got lots of friends that are doing that, you know, that have opened up hotels and restaurants back in Mogadishu, but they grew up in Canada. And so they, they hmm. speak the language, but they also understand, you know, the North American context. And so they're great resources for us to actually get connected into these areas. Wow. Very, very exciting. And so if somebody's listening into this podcast and the, the, the Somali project, you know, that's something that um, really resonates with them. How can they get involved? How can they support? How can they engage with, with the Bible project as you're putting the, as you said, you're putting it in and contextualized for yeah. the Somalis. I, the best way to support, in any of the stuff is just to share it. I mean, we're, that's really it. I, I, and I, I'm not saying that with lip service, like we don't want to make stuff and have it just sit in a vacuum. And so, you know, anytime, like follow the, the Somali YouTube page, if it's up, go get onto our website and kind of check back once a month to see, you know, what's being published. And then honestly, just share it with everybody that, you know, because the more people that see it, that's our mission. It's not to get more views or money. It's to help people, experience the Bible. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting. Like I say, we don't want more views, but more views mean more people are hopefully right. living out the mission of understanding sure. the Bible. So that would be it. I mean, honestly, I don't know what else to say other than just say, no, just share it, like yeah. share it with everybody that, you know, anyone that has a desire to understand the scriptures, um, yeah. just, just share it. Yeah. And so that, you know, that's a goal. It'd be very easy to measure by views. But what you're saying is it's more than views. It's actually people understanding the scripture. And is that challenging yeah. when your goal and mission is an easy, I mean, not easy, but it would, if it can be, I don't know, an objective goal in that, but how do you continue to focus on a goal that's not easily objectifiable? Does that, is that making sense at all? It does make sense. I mean, we have different ways of measuring stuff, YouTube and, and our own website, man, it's YouTube pretty much knows what you're eating for breakfast. You know what I mean? Like it's, they know everything (laughs) about you. It is a wild Google is crazy. So now one of the positives of that is, is that we actually can know, like if somebody has watched more than one video, are they now like watching multiple videos? Is it growing in a certain region? So do we have now 10,000 views inside of Somalia versus 5,000 views? And we can see growth Um, meaning that we have either more people or at least more videos being watched in that way. Um, 
And so that's helpful. version lets us know how many people are watching okay. the videos and who's doing reading plans or doing, you know, different types of things inside that, that ecosystem. And so, um, yeah, we want, I mean, we don't just want to have people watch a video. We definitely want to, you know, help make disciples, yeah. uh, in when it comes to scripture reading. So oh, for sure. That's, that's exciting. Yeah. Mike, what's one question? Um, uh, you know, I'm, I've admitted that I'm not a creative. I have, you know, I don't understand all that goes into this. Maybe is there a question you think, Hey, he should have asked this, or this is something that's important to the Bible project that when I was coming oh. up with the questions, I didn't, I didn't think of. You know, I guess it's, it's interesting. Um, there are certain people that know us for our videos, right? Um, then there are others that actually just know us for our podcast. We have a podcast that has, you know, a million downloads. It feels like every month, you know? So, and there are people that listen to our podcast that have no idea that we make videos. And there's people that watch our videos that have no idea that we have a podcast. Um, so I think just understanding the whole ecosystem of free content that's out there, if you want to learn the man, the podcasts are like an hour long, deeper dive into a video often, uh, or maybe multiple hours of stuff before you're actually getting a five minute video. So it's almost like a pretty big behind the scenes conversation on any of the topics. Yeah. So that's huge. Um, we have a, a free online seminary called classroom. Uh, hmm. we've got, I think three classes there right now, but there's probably going to be another six that get added this year. Um, our goal is to have 20, 30, 40 classes. They're all free. They're like eight, 16 to 18 hours of Tim and yeah. other professors literally teaching through some of these things. And so if you're a Bible nerd that wants to dive deeper into Bible stuff, man, classroom is amazing and yeah. it's free. Like where else do you get to go to free phenomenal? Exactly. It's very interactive and it's great. Uh, we have an app coming out at the end of this year, beginning of next year, that I think is going to really be amazing for reading and understanding the Bible inside all of our ecosystems. So you'll be able to read the Bible and our videos will kind of pop up into the areas that it makes the most amount of sense. Um, so, yeah, I just I think understanding like this is just the beginning for yeah. us uh, to be able to help people. And so watch your videos or listen to the podcast or download the app, you know, at the end of the year or go to a classroom or I mean, there's just so many go onto our website and just, it's a, it's a massive web of, of Bible content. That's awesome. I, I love the podcast too. Um, it's the podcast and not to cheat, but it specifically when I'm doing sermon prep, it's very interesting for me to listen to them unpack scripture, gives you different perspective. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, and they're, they're in very, they're, as you said, they're both very engaging and um, it's very, very insightful. And so for me, that's, that's one thing that I use the podcast for is, um, you know, is, you go through your books and your con your commentaries and all that, but then I also look and see wh where they've covered it. Listen to that. And, um, super insightful and su such a resource, I think for the person that is not, um, maybe preaching or teaching, but it also for those that are preaching and teaching, it's a, it's a super Absolutely. valuable resource, super valuable resource. And so is there a link between the podcast and the videos? Is that something that they do a podcast and do a video or, or they're together, but yeah, the, no. Yeah. The way that all of our videos come to be is through the podcast. So the podcast okay. is essentially, you know, we were having John and Tim would sit down to write a script uh, okay. for one of the videos this is how it began in the beginning. And so these conversations were already happening. It was essentially Tim trying to teach John something, John asking a ton of questions yeah. to then get to a place where he's like, okay, I think I got it. 
where they could then write a script that made sense for the me and you's out there. Right. You know, John is essentially the me and you <laughs> and Tim is the, like, you know, the, the Bible nerd guy. And so, uh, I think we just started hitting record on those yeah. conversations because it was like, man, I bet you a few people might like to listen to this conversation. Cause it's really, you know, where all these videos come from. So right. for every video, we at least have one podcast. Often it's multiple podcasts. Okay. You know, our, our spiritual being series was going to be one video. And because the podcasts were like, you know, 15 or 20 hours <laughs> worth of content, it was like, okay, this is actually like nine videos. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you, you've got, you can link every single video to one or multiple podcasts. Yeah. Yep. And, um, yeah. And as you, as you said, it's a gifting and talent and, um, gifting and talent that I, I think are great resources, Mike, it has been awesome to hang out with you, to learn about mm. the Bible project today. Um, would you pray for our audience, um, and pray that God will use, um, what you've shared today and the resources there. We'll put all the links to what you've shared um, in the show notes and just pray that um, we'll do what we can to share and use yeah. the resources. You said, as you said, you, we, you're not developing them for them just to sit there, but we, you want, we want to see them put, put into use um, so people can understand the scripture and draw closer to Jesus um, for what he's done for us. We pray for us. Yeah, absolutely. Aaron, Jesus, thank you so much for um, Aaron and just, uh, his time and so generously opening up this window to talk to so many uh, folks. And if you're listening, uh, may you be blessed, um, not by me or by our words, but just by um, the incredible generosity that we actually see and receive from Jesus. That's why we give away things. It's because we first saw it and, and are taught about that generosity um, through him. And uh, we just ask that you would bless every single individual listening with more and more knowledge of the scriptures, not for knowledge sake, but because it will change us from the inside out and allow us to be more and more complete versions of the humans that you've created and uh, that we step into our identity more and more as um, sons and daughters of the creator of the heavens and the earth, which is just crazy to think about. And so um, I know I want to be made more and more into the image of Jesus. And I know that we all do. And so um, may these videos, may this content just play a small part in people's lives to help, uh, help them understand the scriptures as a unified story that leads to Jesus. And that, as it says in um, Matthew five, that, um, you know, we would, uh, the, the world would see our good works and give glory to our father who is in heaven. And that's, uh, that's the hope. And so, you bless everyone listening. We thank you so much for this time and uh, we love you in your name. Amen. Amen.